0: What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Macros for Life podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about why people regain weight after weight loss. We're going to touch on five main points. And the first one is going to be most people don't have a post diet plan. I like this one. I, know I you like will. this
1: one. <laughs> so a lot of people don't have what we call a post diet plan or a reverse diet plan. And if you're listening to this and you're like, I have no clue what that is, no worries. Because I think when did people really start calling it a reverse diet? Maybe like 2000 and maybe 2015. I think I did my first true one in 2016 after competing. Um, I've also done a few workshops on this. We have a reverse diet plan. But a lot of people don't have a concrete plan after they do a diet, and a few things typically happen. Um, they stay eating the way that they're eating, and they gain weight back, and i will talk about why. Um, another thing that happens is people just go exactly back to the way that they're eating gradually over time, and we'll kind of talk about that too. Or um, people go right away, right back to eating the way that they were eating, especially if they do it for like a 30th birthday, a trip, whatever. They go on the trip. It's five, seven days. They eat all the food in sight. They get back. They're already up seven pounds. And sometimes they're just like, what the hell? I'm just going to eat how I used to. But a lot of people don't know that not having a a reverse diet plan isn't always about just like being organized and having your shit together and knowing what to do after. It's actually a way to reverse adaptations that happen. So I'm going to leave a, read a little excerpt for you guys um, from a study done by Greenway and McLean, um, two different studies in 2015 and 2011. And they talk about the reduction in metabolic rate after a diet. Um, and it's based off of two different things. So, first, what happens? After a sufficient calorie deprivation or diet, weight is lost and therefore less energy is needed to run the smaller body. So if you start up at 200 pounds, you lose weight down to 150 the amount of calories you need to maintain your weight at 150 is going to be much lower. Um, At that 150 pound body weight, less energy ends up being expended to move this smaller body around and exercise, walking, etc. But also the second point is beyond the changes resulting from the smaller body, your metabolism becomes more efficient allowing us to survive on less energy than smaller size bodies that were not in a deficit. So what that means is if if you started at 200 calories, or sorry, at 200 pound weight, and you got down to 150 pound weight, and let's say you and your best friend are now 150 pounds, but you came off a diet, now you're 150. They have not been on a diet and they weigh 150, Your metabolism is going to be more efficient and adapted at this new weight of 150 than your friend, even if you guys are doing the same activity, you're the same age, the same height, weight, everything. And that's because you have a down-regulated metabolism. Um, So to to continue after that point of weighing 150 pounds to lose even more weight, you would have to continue to burn more calories, eat fewer calories to get past those adaptations. The only way to reverse this to bring your metabolism back up to a rate that's more flexible, um, which burns more calories like you used to be when you were a little bit heavier is to add, is to have a reverse diet where you slowly add in calories back over time or even a little bit faster, but just adding calories in over time to raise your metabolic rate. A lot of people don't know that they just stay at low calories. We've been to, um, or not been to, we've heard from a lot of our clients that their doctor says, just eat a 1200 calorie diet and stay there forever. Well, eventually you start to adapt and you may regain weight um, or be able to lose any in the future if you don't have a post diet plan where you reverse diet.
0: Okay. So Hold on, slow it down. <laughs> you know, you got some slow people out there like me. So not, you went through everything a little fast, yeah. But I'm not. i Hey, look, let's break it down to the layman terms. So you're saying if a 200 pound person was eating 2,000 calories a day, mm-hmm. once they lost that weight, and they can they can't continue eating at 2,000 calories a day without reverse dieting, or they'll gain the weight back.
1: They can over time because of the hormonal adaptations that happen. And this is where we get a lot of clients that come to us and go, I lost weight eating 1500 calories, I stayed there forever. I've been at 1500 for a year and a half and I have no clue why, but now my weight is going up and I don't understand what's happening. Mm -hmm. And that's because our body then starts to become more efficient with those calories we're eating and is deciding where it's divvying the calories to. And sometimes we're unable to maintain weight because our metabolism and hormones are no longer optimized because we're basically of starving ourselves right so right that's what basically happens
0: cool i just wanted you to break it down a little bit okay uh more in layman's terms no
1: problem that
0: That was very good (laughs) that was very good okay coming in at number two on the list is neat so do you want to explain what neat is
1: yeah neat is non-exercise activity thermogenesis n-e-a-t
0: n-e-a-t non-exercise activity thermogenesis thermogenesis. Basically, that's how much activity you're doing throughout the day outside of your workout. So for instance, the one of the easiest ways to get neat activity into me is parking in the back of the parking lot. Mm-hmm. So it drives me crazy when I see people, especially at the gym, that are driving in circles trying to find a spot in the front of the parking lot. One, because you're more likely to get dings in your car. Two, because you're going to the gym to work out. So what's the big deal about from working? I mean, about work, walking from the back of the parking lot. Um, I do this everywhere I go, whether it be the mall, the grocery store, whatever. I just get my extra steps in by parking in the back of the parking lot. And we also take walks every day. But a lot of people will do those type of things or they'll take walks at night, even though they work out in the day or they'll get up from their desk and walk around the house. And they'll do that stuff while they're focused on losing weight. But once they lose the weight, those kind of things, those kind of activities kind of fall out of their routine and people don't think about it, but those activities burn a lot of calories and they do help you to lose weight or help you to maintain that weight loss. Um, That's why we always recommend a minimum of 10,000 steps a day um, to our clients because it just helps them to keep that extra weight off or to help or help take the weight off. Um, We typically get anywhere from 13 to 15,000 steps a day and we work from home. So it's not very hard to do. You just have to be, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Intentional about it.
1: Yeah, intentional and really develop like that discipline where then it becomes like second nature. But like you were saying, the biggest thing is, I think for some people, a deficit is easier to be focused because you're like driving after the weight loss, the fat loss, it's easier all around because you're just like in the zone. But when people are at maintenance or the diet is over, whatever you want to call it, like people aren't as motivated to just get up and move. And I think people think that exercise is the number one calorie burn that we get every day, but it's only responsible for five to eight or ten percent of the calories we burn each day, need is responsible for up to fifteen percent of the calories that we burn, and it's the number one thing that we can control from re- reducing or sorry, burning calories each day. So people don't understand how important those ten thousand steps
0: are. Absolutely. Just for for example, I throw this story in um, most of y'all know. I used to work at a factory. Um, So when I was a supervisor at a factory, just walking around, checking on my lines, I would walk like maybe three, four miles a day, sometimes five miles a day. So I would do that. And then I would work out um, either in the morning or when I got home. Uh, I had two weeks off one time. I went on vacation for two weeks and I wanted to do, uh, I wanted to kind of test this theory out myself. So I was off. So I worked out, I did two a days, but outside of those two a days, I didn't really have any other neat activity. activity t- activity. I was just, you know, sitting around, chilling, kind of watching TV and stuff. I gained weight during those two weeks off, even though I was doing two-a-days because I wasn't walking around that plant every day. So, that's how important neat activity is.
1: That's a good self-case study. I don't even think I remember that. Yeah, that's I can't believe
0: important. you don't remember it. It was around Christmas time.
1: Hmm. Okay,
0: cool. Yeah. Next up, we have number three. People lose muscle mass. Kind
1: of the same thing like me. People just stop lifting weights. Yeah. When they're in a deficit, they're like, I'm going to walk. I'm going to run. I'm going to get on the Peloton. I'm going to lift weights. Two leg days a week. Saturday's always leg day. At least it's for me. Isn't <laughs> Monday like National Chest Day or something? It's National
0: Chest Day Monday. It's National
1: is not for me, but whatever. That's a whole other conversation we Big can have. Big titty day. <laughs> oh, my God. I got to focus. I got to focus. <laughs> Sorry, you guys, I'm a little titty committee, <laughs> but like when people are in a deficit, they're again, on top of it, you know, what days you're going to the gym, you have your program or you're going in a fitness app and you are following everything to a T when people are not dieting. And when people are in a maintenance phase and even sometimes a build phase, we get lazy. We get complacent. We go to the gym and sometimes we're just slanging weights around. I know because I have definitely been someone that's done this where I'm just going through the motions. I'm not even thinking about mind and muscle connection. I'm not thinking about, okay, what was my last PR? Am I really increasing the weights? Like I'm scrolling. I'm listening. It's a whole nother thing versus I'm in this deficit for three months. I'm going to try to maintain as much muscle mass, get as much de- definition as possible. Um, but I know that in maintenance, I can get lazy.
0: Facts. I mean, it's, it's it's human nature because when you're in a deficit, especially when you have a structured deficit that you're in, you know, you got a certain amount of time to get that weight off that you want to get off or to lose that fat that you want to lose. And then you're going to go into the next phase of your diet you know, which may either be maintenance or it may be, um, you know, or it may be uh, what surplus, am I, surplus. <laughs> depending on, yeah. Depending on what next, what your next phase is. So you're more focused and you're more dedicated. and You're more likely to spend that extra 30 minutes in the gym, but you definitely go make sure you get there five or six days, whatever your plan is. And then when you're off your plan, it's kind of like I'm living life. So, mm-hmm. you know, I can, I can hit the weights. I can go heavy, even though this is supposed to be my rep day. I can, uh, Give out for me is okay. I'm not gonna go do my 15 minutes of cardio today. Mm-hmm. I lift weights and I'm just leaving. Mm-hmm. Like some somebody might just cut out sets. I know everybody do it. It does it. It's human nature. It it takes effort not to.
1: Or when you're in that maintenance or bulk phase, let's say you're weighing yourself like two three times per week, and and for the last three weeks your weight is maintained. Your mind might be, oh, I could skip this workout. My weight's maintained but your weight isn't reflective of your muscle mass. You can maintain weight and put on fat and lose muscle. You can gain weight, put on fat, lose muscle. I mean, it goes both ways, but sometimes we let the scale dictate us in all kinds of ways. Like it's not moving enough. I'm upset. I'm not doing enough. The diet isn't working. Or the scale's the same. Cool, what I'm doing Like on the subpar level, I'm getting by with skipping some of my lifting. Okay, weights the same, clothes feel fine until they don't anymore. Mm -hmm. And if some of you guys are like, okay, but what is the importance of the muscle mass and weight regain? And that's because muscle is metabolic tissue. And so those people that have more muscle on their body and less fat have a higher metabolic rate, which means you can eat more calories and maintain your weight. If you lose weight, you go from 200 pounds to 150 pounds, and then you start losing muscle and you continue to eat the same amount of calories, you have the potential to change your metabolic rate, kind of going in reverse and lower it and put the weight on. Muscle will burn about six what is it? It's six calories per, is it minute or hour? I can't remember what it is, but fat, and I'm going to have to find this answer because I'm going to get DMs, but fat only burns two calories. So muscle burns three times as many calories as fat actually does. So it's a big deal. It's a big deal. You want to keep your muscle mass on so that you can avoid weight regain.
0: Definitely. Definitely. Okay. Number four, we have increased process and restaurant foods. Mm -hmm. So we all know why that happens. I mean, you get out of your deficit. Of course you have more calories to burn. Um, now you're not so focused. Now you're not saying, okay, I just have one cheat meal a week. Now you might get two, two, three cheat meals a week, depending on who you are. And if you're in a surplus, you might go overboard and do more than that. So now for some reason, instead of, instead of it, Instead of it being just automatic that we eat more chicken breasts, chicken thighs, grilled meat, whatever we're cooking at home in a deficit. Instead of us just increasing that food, we start eating out. Mm-hmm. fil
1: filet, we... spicy fried chicken sandwich.
0: Yeah, all With of that crap.
1: Barbecue sauce and the pickles.
0: So now not only do we have extra calories, we have extra, extra saturated fats and all of that crap that's not good for you on top of it. So, yeah, we're going to gain more weight.
1: And I mean, the the bad thing is we live in a very obesogenic environment. Food is created to make us addicted to it. I know a lot of people play around like I'm addicted to food. I'm addicted to food. I'm addicted to food. Yes and no. Like that's true to a point. But food is made to be extremely palatable so that the creators of these foods, Pop-Tarts, cereals, French fry, McDonald's, Burger King, Chick-fil-A, to make us return time and time again to the grocery store or their drive th- or their drive throughs And so how this food is really palatable is it tastes good. It smells good. Like you guys know what French fries smell like before you see them. It has a certain look to it. You don't want it to be too dark, too light. French fry, a little bit of salt. You kind of want to see the crystals of it it has a certain feel when you bite it. Even chips have a certain comforting sound when we bite it and we hear that crispness. Cheetos, the color, the presentation, like it's all a thing. And those foods, how they're developed have patents on them because they know they've made them to be addictive. And so if you start getting away from like a grilled food and you go and get the Chick-fil-A fried chicken sandwich, Popeyes, wherever it is that you're going sometimes once isn't enough and we want it again we crave it again over and over again and it kind of leads down to like a huge rabbit hole we're getting foods that we're becoming addicted to they're higher in calories they're higher in junk like randall said we're eating it in the car so we're eating it faster when we eat fast there's no mind um and stomach connection saying i'm full stop eating you guys can think about it if you ate some chicken at home versus at a fast food restaurant. You get fuller at home, not when you're at a restaurant. And so those people that do eat more processed foods eat on average 500 to 1,000 extra calories per day. And the average American who's not tracking macros like most of you guys, 70% of their daily food is processed. And this has increased drastically um since like the 1970s and even the size of the stuff like you guys are seeing like the super size me video think about how big french fries were back in the day like i we don't go to mcdonald's so i don't even know what the names of the fries are anymore but it used to be like small medium large yeah. super size i don't even know if super size is still a thing but i know a big ass fry
0: <laughs> yeah i seen last time i took bam to get burger king like i ordered a small and it was huge
1: yeah it's like like a, it, was it was huge like a, like back when we were like, I don't know, 10, 12. That was like a large back then. Yeah. It's so big. And like you can bake some French fries at home for what, 140 calories? 120
0: calories a serving.
1: 100. He's <laughs> so exact. Put them
0: in the air fryer. 120 calories a serving.
1: Fryer, then you spray them with olive oil spray and then season them. And the olive oil spray will kind of make it crispier and make the seasoning.
0: Instead you know. of five or 600 calories. You yeah. Use.
1: So when you guys make them, tag us, tag us on your air fry, your air fryer fries, but yeah, a regular fry, like those big fries are anywhere from 440 to 800 calories. And some of us women out here, our daily intake might be 1800 calories. That's more than a third of your day. So eating processed foods and restaurant foods, after you come out of that weight loss period, um it's they're completely just detrimental
0: yeah and then last but not least did you do an unsustainable diet to lose the weight in the first place one of the reasons we love count macros so much is, is you can count macros no matter if you're in a deficit of surplus if you're uh, maintaining you can still count macros you can going just just adjust your macros and you can still pretty much eat the same um, which is why we're big proponents of not eliminating food groups because say you're doing and not to pick on keto or anything like that, but say you're doing keto um, there's very few people that can cut carbs out for the rest of their life and just, and live happily. Mm-hmm. So one thing that we often push is if you're going to do a diet, just make sure that that way of eating is sustainable because if not, When you finish, here comes the weight back. And sometimes you gain even more. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah.
0: Your body adapts to whatever you're doing. Just remember, your body is constantly adapting to whatever you're doing. The way our bodies are made, they're made to survive. So they're going to adapt to whatever we do so we can survive the longest we can um, without eating anymore.
1: And I mean, I'll definitely tell you guys this. For those of you guys that are under the age of 40 that can like do two workouts a day to lose weight when you get 40 plus, you're not going to be able to do it anyway. So you <laughs> you might as well not do it. Like I could probably keep it up for two weeks. Yeah. But the aches, the pains, the recovery, the stress, like it's not even going to be able to happen. But like you said, when you when you do that stuff, your body is constantly adapting And the best way to lose weight, if you guys are thinking activity-wise, is to lose weight. Like you're going to be able to have a longer run lifting weights and getting stronger and getting more muscle than doing the types of cardio where you're basically bopping around to try to lose weight. And the reason why the adaptations happen fast is if you cut your calories by a 1,000, And then you're also burning 800 calories a day. You're like negating 15 to 2000 calories a day. And that's like a huge, huge adjustment. And most people, when they start in a deficit, they may only have a 250 calorie cut or something to start with. And going slow is going to help you lose weight that you'll keep off longer than doing it fast. Like how many of you guys have lost 10 pounds in three to four weeks but then you gain the 10 pounds back in seven days as soon as you stop doing whatever it is um i I can't even think about doing some of the stuff i used to try back in the day but we've done it we've done it all we don't sit here and tell you guys this stuff that we're saying don't do it don't do it because we haven't done it oh we've done
0: this the best teachers experience so (laughs) (laughs) we're talking to y'all because we've done done a lot of them i'm not gonna say we done them all but we've done a lot of them and you know we failed a lot you have to fail in order to succeed so um before we both succeeded at losing weight we definitely failed a bunch of times first
1: absolutely absolutely well hopeful hopefully this was really helpful for you guys if you have anything that you want some clarification on just dm us and reach out If you guys are interested in learning how to do a sustainable diet where you can lose the weight and keep it off, our program called Macros in a Day is returning soon. So reach out to us to get on the registration list for that or go to our website at gtransformationacademy.com to register.
0: Appreciate y'all. It's been real. Please remember to like, share and subscribe Oh, and download. (laughs) till next time bye guys thanks for listening to our podcast today make sure you like share and tag us on instagram also subscribe to our channel so you don't miss future episodes in the meantime be healthy and get welcome